0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company. Over the last few weeks, we've been promising you a program on discrimination. Well, we're going to deliver on that promise this week. In fact, for the next two or three weeks, we're going to be talking with Martin Stewart, Blind Citizens Australia Advocacy Officer, about discrimination. We have a few case studies which have been sent in by listeners to the program, and we'll be bringing you those case studies over the next couple of weeks. Martin Stewart has been Advocacy Officer with Blind Citizens Australia for the last three and a half years or so, and he joins us now. Let's talk a little bit about your current role.
1: What does that encompass, and what is your actual title? My title is National Advocacy Officer. So we will support you to either self advocate, which we fully favour, but if you feel that you don't wish to or cannot do this, we provide the support that you'll require. But I would say at least 60% of who calls us will end up getting our direct advocacy support. Mm.
0: So you're quite busy then, and you've been in the role for several years now.
1: I'll tell you what, the job when I began was fairly quiet for about a month and it's taken off in a very big way and (laughs) has become a much bigger task than it was when I first arrived. It's just amazing how many people. I've dealt with about 400 cases and closed uh, I think as of today around 340 in the three and a half years since I've been with BCA. It's a very good feeling to make a difference for our community and each individual that calls us. I get a real thrill when we've not only had success for an individual, but a success for all, which often individual cases do.
0: Well, we've got a couple of case studies that uh, people have sent in, as, uh, as requested. These have been summarised from the, uh, the information that people sent through. So we'll start with this one first, Martin. It says, I'm one of thousands of Australians caught up in the Medibank private security breach, which was well publicised last year. I contacted my health insurance company to request access to correspondence from them in Braille, given my concern about the real possibility of my email address finding its way to the dark web. My request for provision of Braille correspondence was not agreed to by Medibank Private, with them stating that having consulted with the legal department, there was no obligation for them to provide Braille information to its blind members. I'm far from happy with their response to my request, but felt I couldn't muster the resources needed to formally challenge a large organisation like Medibank Private. I think there's so many things going on here, Martin, isn't there? And the first one I'd like to ask you about is people feeling like the work that they need to do to achieve the results that they want to achieve against a large organisation like Medibank. This happens all the time.
1: What would you advise people to do in those circumstances? It's a shame that people are feeling this way, unsupported by the legislation, which in Australia is not that strong. So what you need to consider is, when you're talking about your resources, don't just think about your own personal resource. Call upon, for example, the Advocacy Department at Blind Citizens Australia as your resource. You also need to look at your personality type. You've got to do a bit of dynamic thinking. What can I put up with? whether it be because of your current circumstance or have you already got anxiety issues? So consider the balance between your concern and your personal well-being. So in itself, you say, how amazing is this? I just want to read a document, have access to important information about me, and yet What am I doing? I'm I'm in this battle over it. Is it worth it, you may ask yourself. And that depends upon your personal circumstance at the time. I always give advice to people to look at themselves and their personal circumstance first and then tell me how I can help after I advise you how I can help and what I've got in my kit bag to provide that. And sometimes they simply want to be heard and informed. And then off they go. There are other times they'll decide, no, nah, it's just all too much. And I never push to convince them of other uh, of an otherwise situation for them. I, I never say, oh, well, you know, despite you feeling that you can't do it, you can, you know, I don't believe in doing that because the well-being is right front and centre in my heart and mind. Mm. I,
0: I'm interested in Medibank Private's assertion in this instance that they've no obligation to provide uh, material in braille, mm-hmm. and I wonder whether um, had the person concerned. Uh, been requesting electronic documentation and in fact we'll go on to discuss that very shortly whether uh, the response would have been somewhat different but notwithstanding that the very real concern as there had already been a significant privacy breach uh, from the company that uh, this person was concerned about their email and information being passed on to uh evil doers, shall we say. What are the obligations in this area? Are companies and organisations required to provide documentation in accessible formats?
1: Yes, but practically thinking no because of how weak the legislation is. So it is unlawful to not provide material if it creates a discriminatory outcome, which in this case it would because it's the only way that the person can read the material that they require. And information is vital, particularly in this area of health. So the answer is yes, but in fact the law doesn't enforce that. You've got to prove everything. So you've got to go to the Human Rights Commission and if you don't agree there, you've got to spend a lot of money and take a lot of risk to, to take it to the Federal Circuit Court. So we've got to reform the legislation that guides what should happen, what is regarded as a, a lawful circumstance that would exist, and that is that the person does get provided with the material. The problem is the law doesn't back up that principle. in Australia we are not well served by our what should be supporting human rights anti-discrimination legislation. There
0: were a couple of proposals that were put to this person by Medibank Private one of which uh, I'm really keen to get your thoughts on and that was the suggestion that this individual go to one of the Medibank Private offices and ask a staff member to read any letter received by me from the insurer I know this has come up a number of times with people who've been provided information in formats that are not suitable to them and and you know the the companies concerned have offered Um, the support of members of staff. And sometimes that works well, but other times it encounters significant problems. For example, um, I've had experiences uh, at visiting post offices where uh, postal staff have said, no, I can't fill that out for you because if I do, I'm liable for it. So I can't help you with that. Um, Go and get a carer to do
1: it for you. What are your comments around that sort of area? They're not providing what the person actually has rang for them to provide. That's the first thought. And secondly, the inconvenience, lack of privacy, as the individual has said and expressed, are real concerns and actual concerns. The lack of wanting to help purely because they've been told by security or legal department that there's serious reasons why they can't do it. So there's more of a can't do than can do approach. In other words, there's not a helpful attitude. have got to come up with a way to influence the culture that's driving the response. Not easy, but is possible.
0: Mm. Is there an argument that says that providing material in accessible formats for blind and vision impaired people makes good business sense, especially considering that uh, they don't hold a monopoly in this instance, for example, in health insurance, but in others, of course, there's uh, health provision and there's all sorts mm. of uh, other things where this becomes a problem. Uh, telephone bills and things are often provided in, in accessible formats. Would you personally go to a provider where you could receive your information in accessible format over
1: one where you couldn't? Most definitely. Mm, So would I. And that's got to be pointed out to the organisation. If you've been there for quite some time, your loyalty to them, how about a bit of loyalty in return? I think it's forgotten automatically when you declare your vision loss that you're a customer. The vision loss becomes the issue rather than the fact that you're a loyal customer and that you've decided to either land there to be that customer or you've been there for quite some time. You're paying, you're actually paying for their service and you want to stay with them and you want to keep paying them. It's something that I don't think is well considered as part of the approach to you.
0: One of the things that uh, this individual points out is that uh, by making a good decision to provide accessibly formatted documents and accessible materials, it opens the door for a lot more, uh, for a significantly greater number of blind and vision impaired people to join the ranks of of clients of this organisation. And, you know, that's a very real real argument. And, uh, you know, that's got to make sense to someone, surely.
1: Our community is a good country town, And if one person has a great experience, the word spreads and the loyalty is part of our response because we we like organisations who assist us and support us, who bridge the gaps and acknowledge and value our existence. Mm.
0: And and just to uh, to finish off finish off this point, this individual does say that uh, they came to an agreement with Medibank uh, to receive electronic documentation so long as it was provided in accordance with uh, generally accepted accessibility standards, presumably WCAG uh, at in least two point one.
1: In that case, they came to us. They came to that conclusion so slowly that I don't think they'd be recommending them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, if they'd have done it with a smile. And immediately, I think we would have heard about it. Mm.
0: And we'll move on to the next case study next week. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, that magic phone number is 1-800-033-660. one 33 660 And, uh, of course, you can email bca at bca.org.au. bca at bca.org.au. And I'd be really interested to hear from people about what some of their more successful advocacy strategies have been. If you'd like to email in your ideas, then new.horizons at bca.org.au is the email address, new.horizons at bca.org.au. In the meantime, take care. I'll talk to you again next week.
1: We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of About... the